0: You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show Podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter,
1: on The Sound of Life, at soundoflife.org. How about a shout-out to all the school crossing guards in the neighborhood, in our area, and around? I mean, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, is a little bit of a stretch out there, but since Claire has been doing this almost 60 years, really? Really? And she is retiring. She has officially retired there. Um, She's been doing it every day since 1965 as a school crossing guard. She said, yeah, I remember back when kids were going for lunch. So I had them three times a day. She's known as the queen of Walt Whitman Boulevard. Her love of children is what kept her coming back to work for decades. It's funny because her daughter-in-law, Pat, Says, I'm ready to retire, but I can't retire till you retire, Mom. <laughs> you got to retire first. So I guess she did now. So she retired. So that's really pretty cool. They had a lot of celebrations for her and things like that going on for Claire there. And you know what the key is? She said, I hope that every person that takes my place likes it as much as I did. They got a nice walkway with her name on it and stuff. So she said, uh, I love this school. I loved everybody in it. It's been a good 57 years. The driving force for her is love. Doesn't matter what you do. The sound of life. Well, it's very exciting. I, loved, I love finding out stories about people, really. And um, Billy, and I remember this when this happened. You would absolutely love Billy. Everybody loved Billy. And uh, And Billy, even though he was an internet star a couple of years ago, everybody loved him, right? Very unusual. because Billy's a dog. <laughs> that's why you love him. And his owner, Russell, had broken his ankle and was using crutches to walk, and so he had quite a noticeable limp. and the dog began to hobble when walking with his owner, and so he was concerned, took him to the vet, and the vet said there's nothing wrong with the dog. When he's by himself, he runs freely. Turns out the dog was faking a limp when he walked with his owner. That's what you call trying to truly identify with someone's pain. Can I get a dog like that? (laughs) Man, that never, wow. Coming alongside others is forefront in the Apostle Paul's instructions to the church in Rome. But there was an author named Jenny Albers, and she said something really cool. You remember this. When someone is broken, don't try to fix them because you can't. When someone is hurting, don't attempt to take their pain away. You can't. It's hard not to. Instead, love them by walking beside them in the hurt. That you can do. Because sometimes what people need is simply to know they're not alone. That's what people need, right? So, Lord, open my eyes to God. Open my eyes, Lord, to the needs of people around me. Help us to be loving friends. Amen. Amen. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show.
0: Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee.
1: The sound of life. I am Joe on a Monday mug day. It is, isn't it? Coming up in just a few minutes. In fact, I'm running a little bit late, so it'll probably closer to about 7.20. It is, of course, the one and only opportunity to get the one and only Cup of Joe Morning Show travel mug. It's so simple and easy. First person with the correct answer on the Cup of Joe hotline, which is toll-free anywhere in the world. 800-946-1765 to the question based on um, Today in History. So We're looking at not not a whole lot to go on right there. We'll tell you a pretty amazing story. 1955, the first automobile seatbelt legislation was enacted in Illinois. Because I'm growing up in North Carolina. It was in the 60s. My dad had a Corvair. All right. That's a whole other book, chapter or something. But we were driving in Greensboro and we had to stop because of road construction. The car in front of us stopped. The car behind us didn't realize we were stopped. Hit us pretty hard. And then, of course, then we hit the car in front of us. So we got double whammy there. If we hadn't had our seatbelts on, we had, little, had that simple little seatbelt, had that big metal buckle on it, you know, and got hot in the summer. But if we had it tied around us, and it saved us a lot. It really did. And I don't think there was a law at that time. We just got in the car, and it had seatbelts, and so we put the seatbelts on. They, they, uh, that's a big deal. Seatbelt's a big deal. That is not what is going to be the question. That is not the facts that will be from the question coming up in just a couple of minutes right after uh, Dr. Tony Evans and we check the weather and stuff. So if you don't have the uh, Cup of Joe Morning Show travel mode, this is an excellent opportunity to get it in a couple of minutes. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. This. well, it's uh, Monday Mug Day, and as I said, the first person with the correct answer on the Cup of Joe hotline, you win the one and only Cup of Joe Morning Show travel mug. The only way you can get it, right here on Monday morning on Cup of Joe Morning Show. seven nineteen is, and we always look at today in history, all right, so it's pretty easy, I think. 1929 on this day, the first color television was demonstrated in 1929, wow. First color television was demonstrated in what city? New York City, L.A., or Poughkeepsie? First person with the correct answer, well, you win my move. Joe hotline is is open. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face. And a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Cup of Joe Morning Show. Monday mug day. Yes, let's go to the Cup of Joe Morning Show hotline. Good morning. Who's this?
0: Hello, Joe.
1: It's Alex. Hey, Alex, man. Hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. You want my mug? Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Let's see if you got this, man. 1929 first color television was demoed in what city? Was it New York City, LA, or Poughkeepsie?
0: New York City.
1: Yes, sir. It's New York City. You're smarter. You're smarter than the average Cup of Joe listener. Congratulations. Go and defend yourself up to your
0: guys. I
1: love you. Well thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that.
0: Right. Let's shout out to Orange County Gospel
1: Fellowship. Yes! Orange County Gospel Fellowship. Yes. All righty. Well, congratulations, Alex. Glad we could do our Monday mug day. Make your day a little brighter. 7:28 is. Get this humidity out of here. Get some nice weather. I mean, it'd be nice. Waking up with a cup of Joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped
0: drinking the coffee. I stopped doing the standing and walking and the words, putting into sentence, doing.
1: The sound of life. I am Joe, and I just, uh, you know, I know everything pretty much. People are always like, how did you know this? Well, people in communications, you know, get all kinds of news and stuff in front of them. So be thankful you don't have to weed through all the stuff. And I can tell you that it's uh, the anniversary of the Chicago World's Fair. It was quite a big deal. Country was really breaking out, starting to move in some really interesting ways. In 1893, not only did the Ferris wheel... Make its debut. Thrill rides, right? Goes along with juicy fruit gum. Seriously, goose juicy, goosey, juicy fruit gum, and an early version of Cracker Jacks made their debut at the 1893 Chicago World's Fair. So we were starting on a path of junk food. Well, I mean, let's face it, Cheetos. <laughs> you know. Dr. Peppers, PepsiCo. I mean, we were starting on that, and it made me think of how so often we will ask God to bless our bad food choices, as Tim Hawkins so cleverly reminds us. Lord, bless this food to the nourishment of our bodies. Lord, bless this bag of Cheetos. (laughs) And this Jumbo Dr. Pepper Lord, somehow make this nourish us in some way. I don't know how you're going to do it, Father, but we just trust in you now. Father, change the molecular structure of this food. This complete trash we're about to (laughs) shove in our gullet. Change the Cheeto into a carrot stick on the way down. <laughs> Spirit of low carb, rain down on me now! I pray a hedge of protection around my pipe Lord! Right
0: now! Reaching the heart of the
1: Northeast, the sound of life. I'd like to get this uh, humidity just out of here. Can't wait, huh? Mmm. Well, if there's anything been taught about waiting on the Lord's timing. No doubt about it. Might as well have some fun talking about summer and uh, food. Food's what I'm thinking about. I was going to brag on my wife because she's really got the whole milkshake thing down. I had mentioned that one time before. We're making milkshakes at home, which is a little more difficult because at the the ice cream store, you know, they've got the blender that comes from the top down. So... It's easy it just makes it so much easier but she has really developed the technique of getting that ice cream and that milk you know to start going from the top to the bottom and churning over and doing it really good and while I was away for a week in the Dominican (laughs) of course she only made a milkshake for one person she said that's the way to do it right there I thought well that kind of makes sense you know if you have three people at the ice cream shop they don't Load up, try to get three and one. So do them one at a time. So that's very interesting, right there. Um, I do use French vanilla ice cream. Um, I, I just, I'm amazed because never really bought ice cream that much. I guess. Uh, please forgive me uh, for this. It just sounds kind of weird, but I didn't realize buying vanilla ice cream was so difficult. <laughs> You're like what? You know they have. You have vanilla. I think they have one that just says vanilla. Then they have homemade vanilla. True. Check it out. Then they have the vanilla bean. And then they have the Philly vanilla. And then they have the French vanilla. (laughs) What's up? A great way to start
0: your day. Go ahead. Make my day.
1: The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. I just thought i have a little fun with food on a kind of a very humid day today. I mean, you know, we're talking about the milkshakes. Boy, my wife's really got that homemade milkshake down. Kind of wondered if you had a favorite food, you know, I mean, you could almost, like, summer food, fair food, something like that, something that, you, you know, your go to that you don't get every once in a while, you know, every once in a while. Uh, Just kind of wondered about that, you know. All right. Yes, Linda. I like
0: gyros.
1: Explain that to a southern Uh, guy.
0: (laughs) Oh, to a southern guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's Greek, and it's sliced lamb in a pita with uh, onions, tomatoes, and lettuce, and then it has a tzatziki sauce on it, which is a sour cream, uh, cucumber garlic sauce that goes on top of it.
1: The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Pop
0: some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight.
1: The Sound of Life. Boy, 4th of July. Here we go. It's coming up less than a week away. It always slips up on me. I don't know, maybe you got big plans or whatever. It is on Monday, so just a naturally long weekend. We always take the 4th off, like on the 4th. It's kind of the thing you do. Other countries must be like, let's see, they do the big thing on Cinco de Mayo and then the 4th of July. Something about dates. <laughs> they got this thing where they, wait a minute, it's the 3rd of December. Let's take a, uh, we have to have a holiday today. I don't know, something like that. But I tell you, I've got a dog. Uh, it's not my dog. It's my son's dog. But uh, I'm just <laughs> our dog, you know. <clears throat> and then, so you may have a dogs for some reason are very susceptible to fireworks cats they just lay there you know like they own the place anyway they're like yeah i know what's going on okay but for some reasons uh some reason it can really bother your pets you know so i just kind of wanted to say might want to make provisions of that because sometimes you never know when uh local fireworks are lurking right and and so you know they go off and as someone who's gone to bed early uh, from time to time, I know for a fact that they can really bother you. So that's kind of like, yes, good morning. Cup to Joe Morning Show Hotline. What's up, Andrea?
0: Hi, this is Andrea. I was just listening, as I do always. You were talking about uh, giving your dog a treat for fireworks so that they wouldn't be bothered by it. Well, when my daughter, who is now 13, but when she was little, she used to get scared of thunderstorms and fireworks fireworks and we would tell her that god was making popcorn so then we would make popcorn too and she didn't mind the loud noises because we said god was making popcorn so (laughs) i just wanted to share that with you so take care very
1: cool yes Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't
0: imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The sound of life.
1: A great story about Ben Hogan playing a practice round with a young pro who idolized him. Golf. We're talking about golf. It's golf season. So. <laughs> Ben Hogan hit a shot, and a young pro would say, Great shot, Mr. Hogan. What did you use there? Meaning, what kind of club did you use? And, uh, And, of course, Hogan walked on without answering him, but the young pro persisted because he wanted to know. And from the fairway on the ninth hole, or perhaps a hole close to the clubhouse, Ben Hogan hit his ball to the green, and the question came again. With the young pro standing there, Mr. Hogan took all the balls he had out of his golf bag, proceeded to hit every one of them onto the green using a different club for each shot. Legend has it that he used everything from a three-wood to a putter, okay? And he said, doesn't matter which club I use, play your own game." Which point he left his caddy, his bag, the young pro, and all those balls on the green, <laughs> walked to the clubhouse. That's a pretty cool move. That's like one of the coolest moves you've never heard of, right there, right? Which way is the wind blowing? Which way is it uphill, downhill? <laughs> you know, is the ball in a divot, in a rough? Am I amped up from competition or feeling down because of illness? I wanted to carry 125. You know, it's one of the great things about golf is that the circumstances surrounding any shot can change from day to day and hole to hole. Understanding, imagination, and adaptability are very important. Simply pulling the same club at 125 yards, whether it's an eight iron or a sand wedge or something in between, and it works sometime, but not every time. And that, my friend, is a lesson in life, which you probably understand way ahead of me. The
0: sound of life.
1: Big day in history today. I mean, World War One started and ended on this day. Well, the assassination of Ferdinand, Archduke Franz Ferdinand, start, sparked World War One, and then the, the armistice on this day. Um, Elon Musk's birthday is today. I don't normally mention people's passing. But because uh, of her situation, uh, it reminds me of what a great person she was and how much she was hated during her tenure as a basketball coach at University of Tennessee. Talking about Pat Summit, she passed on this day in 2016. She was only 59 years old when she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. It shocked everybody everybody, you know, but a lot came out about her life when that happened, I believe. And as a person who, in this part of the country, probably were not rooting for the University of Tennessee women's team. So, you know, naturally she was like, you know, she was your enemy. But, uh, boy, her story is absolutely incredible. First of all, I will say Pat Summit probably bled Tennessee orange. I mean, she was born and raised in Died in Tennessee, and uh, but she played basketball when she was in high school. So it didn't mean, you know, before the whole Title IX thing came down in '72, it didn't mean that girls couldn't play. But you didn't, you weren't afforded any, certainly not a scholarship to go to college, and you weren't afforded any amenities. And she said, one time we were playing, uh, just to give you an idea. She uh when she got to be the head coach she was paid $250 a month. She washed the players uniforms. She drove the van. One time when she was at in a college, they played a team, I think it was Tennessee Tech or something. They played them 3 games in a row. They didn't wash their uniforms. They couldn't. They only had one pair. Things like that. They spent the nights in the gym of opposing teammates uh the day before. You know, all this stuff was starting to come out about the, the the life of a coach back in the day she said, you know, I wasn't it was one time, I think she had four players that were a year younger than she was so she took over they came to me, you know, and said you're going to be the head coach of the basketball team after Title IX, which said if a college university has a men's team, then you must have a women's team and you need to have on the same level. That took a while to get scholarships, locker rooms buses, things like that but uh, she of course built one of the most powerful teams around. She is credited to making the women's team more popular than the men's team, which is saying something um, I think, right? She won like eight national championships, something like that. But uh, she had a quote, Pat Summit did uh, that she's probably kind of famous for and it's good for all times really for anybody And really, in today's age, when we like to hear our ears tickled with whatever sounds good, she said, value those people who tell you the truth, not just those people who tell you what you want to hear.
0: Mm. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning
1: Show. The Sound of Life. I was listening to an incredible message from R.C. Sproul yesterday, and it was about Jesus calming the storm. Everybody probably knows that if you've been around Sunday school, even maybe you remember when the Jesus was on the boat with the disciples, and they were going out across the lake, and it was known for its sudden winds and waves and stuff. I've been on Great Sacandanga. A little bit too long when a storm was coming. Thank you, brother-in-law. I won't mention who it was. But, uh, we, yeah, we were out there a little bit too long, and the wind hit. And so I've experienced a sudden storm in the waves and realizing we can't go to the dock. It's too dangerous. And, you know, you've got children on board. You're not, your boat's not that big anymore. And it, it's very scary. And these seasoned fishermen... Were terrified. They were really afraid of the middle of the lake to begin with. And then when a storm came up, I knew it, I knew it. And they were in bad shape. I mean, they were taking on water. You know, things can go south really fast in the water. And that's what was happening with them. And they went and woke up Jesus who was sleeping. And they were like, uh, they were a little, I think, you know, like, well, come on. You know, what are we going to do here? And Jesus just looked at the storm and just said, peace, be still, a few words. And like that, in an instant, the, sea, the winds died down, the lake was like glass water, you know. I mean, it was, there it was. And now the fishermen were even more afraid than they were before. They didn't say, wow, we've seen you do some amazing things, Jesus, but boy, this has got to top them all. No, they didn't say that at all. They were very afraid. Why? Because they saw, now they knew who they were in the presence of. There was no doubt about it. He controlled the winds and the water and living things. He was God. And when you go get into the presence, when you realize you're in that presence, people have, I don't care who you are, you're awed and afraid. You're fearful. But take heart, because that's the beginning, right? Waking up with a cup of Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. Man, the Supreme Court decisions are coming down, aren't they? It's, it's like, boom 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 every day well they told us all year long you know the decisions come down in June and here we are and the latest basically uh, is kind of refreshing really in the fact that people who are in and around public schools are sharing their faith or maybe not even sharing their faith I mean in a, in a way you know they just want to pray um, where it's visible, people see them. Oh, if I see you praying, I don't know, you know. But the case had to do with a football coach in Washington State who started out praying on the field after a game. He was by himself, and then students joined him, and it got to be kind of a big deal. And then he would share devotionally, and then he was sharing in the locker room and things. And so he eventually, they asked him not to in the school property and stuff. But after the games, he still prayed and stuff. So it went to the Supreme Court. He said, I'm glad that I stuck with it. And so the Supreme Court Monday sided with the football coach who sought to kneel and pray on the field after the games. I don't know if you heard about that or not, but uh, he, um, the head coach and the junior varsity coach who's been coaching since 2008, he uh, basically will pray on the 50-yard line. At the end of the game. And anybody can join him, I guess, if they want to, but anybody can see him. He said that's his his right to be able to do that. Uh they said. So there you go. That was the big decision for basically religious liberty. And people have said, Well, it shows that when you walk on to government property, your religious, your faith doesn't stay at home, you know. You don't have to leave your faith behind express your faith so very good deal right there i'm bringing you up to date on all this coaching stuff today for some reason a great way to start your day go ahead
0: make my day
1: the cup of joe morning show the sound of life i tell you what when you've been out of jail for a year no not what am i talking about you've been out of jail for a week you're living in a halfway house you get a job interview you got to borrow a shirt from the halfway house, and you're going. You're looking your best you can. You got one thing on your mind. You're focused, right? Until you're not focused. That happened to 32 year old Aaron Tucker, who's living over in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And that, as I said, he'd been out of jail for a week, and he had a job interview that morning. He's staying at the halfway house, and he grabbed a shirt from the halfway house, headed off on the bus. And suddenly, right out in front of the bus was a car that had flipped over. He just ran out of the bus. Got down on his knees, unbuckled the driver, got him out of the wreckage, telling him, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Moments later, the car was covered in flames. Aaron took his beautiful white shirt off for his job interview and helped clean up this man. Not any regard for himself whatsoever. And so now, you know, it's like, well, there it goes. He said, you know what his attitude was? He said, you know, jobs come and go. We're talking about a life here. Wow. And that attitude got him support from the community in a huge way. People got together on a GoFundMe page. They said, you know what? Here, we're going to help you out. $60,000 to help him out. And I don't know how many job interviews he got. Awesome. Yeah. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning
0: Show. Look I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card.
1: The sound of life. One evening at Brad's Barbecue, the security camera records an elderly woman entering the restaurant. Moments later, three young men followed her into this diner. She had no idea what was in store. The men didn't, she didn't, nobody did. But God did. Pretty amazing. Many people believe it was actually a God thing, right? The sweet little old lady dines alone, enjoying her meal in a little booth. And perhaps it's been this way for a long time. Most people would just glance over and kind of take pity on her, do nothing. But those three men, you know, they were thinking, you know what? I bet you she could use some company. Uh, she does have a big family, but they live far away, you know, and they're not going to come for Tuesday dinner, right? stuff like that so they went over there and started talking they said you know could you use some company would you like to talk and she said yes i would they now say they think it was a god thing i think god sent me there as an example people care about other people and how important it is said jamario howard she said sitting there all alone they came over there they started talking and boy did it turn out to be rich They were just enjoying the meal and each other's company. And the the men admitted, you know, on the way back home, they kept discussing it. And they said, man, we just made a connection with somebody. You know, it's kind of hard to let go. Uh, (laughs) They were explaining what had started as an act of kindness ended up being more than just purely altruistic. They actually had fun that night. And it turned out to be a beautiful story. So much so that it's gotten a lot of publicity in some big news organizations, right? (laughs) It was pretty incredible. I mean, he confessed from an early age. Jamario did. He said, all I wanted to do from an early age is change the world. I'm not rich or famous, but you know what? You make a difference one day at a time. One person at a time. You keep going with that. You know why? Because I think God sent you there, too. I really Damn. do. I do. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Boy, I tell you, we got a divided country. It's uh, it's really pretty astounding, uh, even. But uh, you could... I, I digress, but anyway, I'm Joe, and you know, one of your favorite parts of the Bible may be Psalm 139. I mean, the whole thing is just so rich, but you get to verse 13, and it says, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You remember those words as we introduce uh, introduce you to a man that... You probably wouldn't know unless you've seen the TED talk, the video of the TED talk he did some years ago. This man is in the science department at Yale, and he was asked to do a job for NASA going into deep space. He'll explain a little bit about that. His name is Alexander Sarsis, and I wanted him to explain a little bit. These are, as he said, powerful medical visualizations showing human development and what they discovered. And I'm posting this on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page, and I don't care who you are. Anybody. Top to bottom, rich, poor, whatever you are, wherever background you're from, you need to watch this. This is really one of the best, not even 10 minutes, you will ever spend with a man who is absolutely brilliant, who did some of the most amazing work that it's incredible and you wonder why everybody's not talking about this but i wanted to mention this and let you just let alexander just explain
0: a little bit of himself to you and my job was to write uh, many of the algorithms and code for nasa to do virtual surgery in preparation for the astronauts going into deep space so they could be cut in robotic pods one of the fascinating things about what we were actually working on is that we were seeing using the new kind of scanning technologies, things that it just had never been seen before. I mean, not only in disease management, but also things that allowed us to see things about the body that just made you marvel. Uh, I remember one of the first times we were looking at collagen and your entire body, everything, your hair, skin, bone, nails, everything is made of collagen. And it's a kind of a rope-like structure that twirls and swirls like this. And the only place that collagen changes its... Its structure is in the corner of your eye. In your eye, it becomes a grid formation, and therefore it becomes transparent as opposed to opaque. So perfectly organized a structure, it was hard not to attribute divinity to it.
1: The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You might as well get up, do something. The sound of life. Well, you expect it to be summer, right, on the 4th of July, which is Monday. Might as well post the Red Cross do's and don'ts for a 4th of July so you can have a safe 4th of July. You know, you got your top of the list, fireworks safety. That's kind of a contradiction in terms right there. Their advice, leave it to the professionals. Watch somebody else's, boy, because you know, the more you you have, the more you mess with it, the more likely you're going to get in trouble. And I have a firework story, I'll tell you, coming up. Picnic safety. Just get the food in the refrigerator. I don't know. I mean, you know, we leave it out a lot of times. Uh, And watch that grill if it can turn over you. Make sure you Somebody's standing there, which usually they do. Beach safety. Leave that to the professionals as well, too. But I'll I'll post this on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. All the safety stuff there. There's more fireworks stories. And if you buy fireworks in New York, I mean, the, the signs are all over the place. Fireworks for sale. Basically, they're sparklers. Some of them go up in the air, but they don't explode up in the air. I forgot the military term for that, but there is. My son knows what that is. He knows too much about fireworks. One of them, but and, and there's and you probably know that's this place where not in New York, but there's a place where you can legally <clears throat> get some big fireworks. Anyway, is you're asking for trouble. I'm telling you right now, you, you, you just have to be incredibly uh, cautious with them. They're dangerous. That's they explode. That's explosions are dangerous. I'll tell you a story about that. I had some bottle rockets. Who doesn't like bottle rockets? And I was kind of young, and a friend of mine came down, and uh, we were gonna actually go to my in-laws, my mom's side of the family, in Clinton, North Carolina. Eastern North Carolina. Wide open fields. Oh, man, we can do all kinds of stuff. But he wanted to see one go off in my neighborhood. So we're at the end of the driveway, and I... Hook up this bottle rocket. It goes off, and don't you know that thing took a Maverick, Top Gun right turn and went right on top of my neighbor's house. Wow. What a dumb thing it to was. do! Waking up with a cup of Joe.
0: You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings.
1: The Cup of Joe Morning Show: The Sound of Life. Well, he's standing beside his EMS truck, you know, first responder, getting gas. And he posted today, God reminded me why I do what I do. I'm pumping gas and this beautiful girl came to my truck. Tears rolled in my eyes as I looked at her, her parents and big brother. Her mom said to her, do you remember your angel? And you're wondering, why did she say that? Because about three years ago, I was giving her lifeless daughter CPR. She was almost two. And today, she proudly shared that she's five and on her way to Disney. What a blessing reminder. Why, I do the job I do. Thank you, first responders. Beyond grateful to the amazing agency I work for, for that believes in top-notch training for their deputies and equipment to do everyday tasks. Enjoy. Your Disney weekend, pretty girl. You left my heart so full. And uh, that was from the uh, Collier County Sheriff's Office. Thank you. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up do something. The Sound of Life. I just found out some news that is uh, really pretty amazing. Uh, by the way, it's 816. Cup of Joe Morning Show. You remember back in the era when ISIS fighting there in the in the Middle East and stuff, you know, in Iraq and all that. And it was heartbreaking because of a lot of the churches and, and so this, this is really, really old, you know, outside of Egypt, Ethiopia, probably some of the oldest, well, actually it turns out that they are some of the oldest uh, churches and artifacts really from the church, the origins of the Christian church. And you don't know what was destroyed. You know, they're out there and people start throwing bombs around and all that, you know, chaotic mayhem and war and stuff. It's terrible. I mean, you know, just for, for all the buildings and everything and then, you know. But this one Orthodox, it's called the Syriac Orthodox Mar Thomas Church. It is in the Iraq capital city of Mosul and there are people working on it archeological people working on it, right? They were heavily damaged by ISIS state fighters about four years ago. So they're in there working on it and they have found some incredible things, which I don't even know if anybody knew that they were there, I I don't know. So one of the coolest things was from a Roman soldier. It, It was an inscription, a container that had an inscription of a Roman soldier Soldier, born in the, a province in Turkey in the 3rd century. His name is Theodore. He's now a saint because he lost his life because he converted to Christianity. I think that's one of the coolest artifacts. Now, some of the containers related to Saint Simon the Zealot. Remember him from the Bible? 1st century apostle of Jesus. Relics of Saint Simon the Wise. From the first century, according to Christian tradition, welcome the infant Jesus in the Jewish temple in Jerusalem, as well as relics of St. John, one of the first apostles of Jesus. They have relics of St. John. That's incredible. I just pray that God will use these new findings and these these things, you know, to his glory and that people will look and see this and realize, Wow. It's pretty incredible what went on then and what really is still happening and God is doing. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up and do something. The Sound of Life. I'm Joe and in honor of International Fisherman's Day, which Andrew, Peter, James, and John, you know, disciples, they were fishermen. Pretty cool stories there. So I'm thinking, you know, if anybody's got a tale, it's a fisherman, kind of wondered if you, knew anybody. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm fishing. I'm just, I'm fishing. In honor of International Fishing Day, I'm fishing for stories. What I'm doing right there, Cup of Joe, morning show. Uh, yes, Nancy, you, you, got any, you got any aunts and uncles with a tail?
0: No. We lost our last aunt last year, who was 103, Joe. Really? And I, bet- I asked her when she was 102. Why, you know, what's the secret to your long life? And you know what she told me? No. I, I always worked hard, and I never really stayed mad at anyone.
1: She said, I never said no to anyone?
0: No. She said, I worked really hard, and I never stayed really mad at anyone.
1: Ah, the key. Yes. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Don't you wish you could give her a hug now?
0: Uh, she was an amazing woman. That's the woman whose husband left her. Cheated on her. She ended up being divorced in a day when people did not get divorced. Took care of her herself and her daughter. She was an amazing, incredible
1: woman. And you took after her. There you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the sound of life.
1: Moving into some a uh, little bit of a fun topic with me because it hits home. There back in uh, the late 1930s, Vo Vernon got himself a pretty good recipe for a donut from a New Orleans chef, and he rented out a storefront in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and had a big glass front. It was an old department store, you know. He started making those donuts to sell to grocery stores. People would come by in the morning and watch the and the equipment go by and smell them and all that, and they'd be, like, knocking on the door. Can we get some donuts, you know? And so, finally, he developed a neon sign that would say hot donuts, and he'd turn it on when they were ready to go so people knew, and they'd come flocking to the store. And you probably guessed that I'm talking about the Krispy Kreme donuts. We don't care if they can't spell. That stuff is so good. I think if they ever come out with that solution you drink, and they're on the verge of that, you drink a glass of the solution and now you're not allergic to donuts anymore. (laughs) I can eat them. That would be the first thing I would do. But as food often does, they got to make a big splash this time of year. They have, believe it or not, actually shaking up the ice cream world with Krispy Kreme Original Glaze Soft Serve. What? That's right. (laughs) You can get it like in a shake cone or a cup, and it's around select locations in the United States. So um, (laughs) that's the... That's your uh, food dietary news right, for this morning. And uh, I, I was thinking about, you know, maybe we don't uh, take the Bible. Maybe we ought to take that a little more seriously where it says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Maybe the real best flavor is, I don't know this doesn't sound right, does it? But taste and see that God is good. Maybe He's what we've been looking for, right? The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are, you are. The Sound of Life. I am Joe, and yes, I remember well, just about everything that happened in the Dominican Republic there. <laughs> gotta give me a minute, just gotta rewind the tape a little bit and come up. One of the things we do is when we go into a village, if there's something to do like paint, you know, paint benches, things like that, little, little things to do there, we uh, go around to the different homes and we offer a gift of a bag of rice and some oil and we talk about, they love talking about their kids usually, there's photographs on the wall of kids or grandkids taken by the school and we'll talk about them and stuff and pray with them so, you know, I mean, that's pretty meaningful seeing the families being personal, being in their home and stuff. Um, you don't want to overreact. Sometimes it's, you know, you need to you think about it later and you're like, oh, you just kind of lose it. Some things that happen, things you see, situations, you know. But they lead you to prayer, so that's a good deal. One of the really cool things that happened: we we're talking to a woman and about her kids and stuff, and we had a pretty good group in the home and stuff. And um, and she mentioned that she had a daughter who was disabled, severely physically disabled. She couldn't get out of bed and couldn't talk. Couldn't had a real hard time communicating, basically, with the expression on her face, with her eyes. So she had to be held and this woman had to pick her up and hold her. And so that was, it was a very moving time seeing the woman talking about how this daughter that she had, you know. Everybody there was like, wow, you I'm sure we were all praying, you know, just silently praying for the daughter. And um, so we did and we prayed and uh, one of the young ladies on the tour, they looked right in her eyes and said, you know, God loves you. And man, she lit up like the 4th of July. Just wow. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Today, I'm sure you realize it, celebrating National Home, excuse me, celebrating National Work from Home Day, which was an unheard of celebration a couple of years ago, obviously. Now it's celebrated. Now you got a whole drawer full of day pajamas, Zoom pajamas, night pajamas, <laughs> special sweatpants, zoom outfits, you know, with just the top and all that stuff. Oh boy. But I thought I'd give a little shout out to I thought I sure I thought I'd let Tim Hawkins give a shout out to homeschoolers, which he does if you see him in person. He'll always pick out the homeschoolers that are there, and it's funny, and, I, and you got to laugh at yourself. I mean, you really do, and it's just amazing. Hey, everybody all got quirky kids and grandkids and all that, so without further ado, please, let's get to it. Tim Hawkins, kids' homeschool. Yes. My kids are homeschooled. Yeah. We have no idea how they're doing. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have a clue how they're doing. I don't even know what grade they're in for crying out loud. <laughs> I don't. I have no clue. <laughs> People ask me, what's your grade your son in? <laughs> How old are you, boy? Nine? nine. I mean, the kid knows Greek, but he still eats bugs. What grade is that? What? <laughs> the Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The sound of life. They always talk about travel on the holidays. 4th of July. Isn't that kind of a car travel thing, maybe? I don't know. I'm Joe. I know one thing, though. Today is, is it national? Oh, it's international. That means we're under obligation to participate. International Joke Day today. And with that, I submit to you, I laugh, I submit to you the dad joke of the year. It has to be. Okay, here it is. In April, excuse me, if April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? pilgrims of course <laughs> oh man isn't that something isn't that good <laughs> Cuppa Joe Morning Show hotline yes good morning who's this hello this is Kathleen Catherine. happy holidays thank you for all you do <laughs> uh, love um, sound of life um, uh, it just brings so
0: much joy to my life thank you. thank you
1: a great way to start your day the Cuppa Joe Morning Show I'm scouring the world for incredible stories, things you don't see every day, you know, to encourage you, make you go, what? <laughs> things like that. So it's a photograph that a nurse took of a patient in bed in the hospital. Can't tell who the patient is, so there's no laws violated or anything. But there's a pigeon sitting on top of the patient. And I thought, what is that all about? And the nurse went on to explain that it's been three days since the patient arrived at the hospital for treatment. She thought it was interesting because nobody's come to visit or check on him. Maybe he lives alone. But during those three days, there's a pigeon that comes in every two days and sits on his bed for a while and then goes away. Later, it was discovered that this man, this patient, sits on the park bench daily and feeds the pigeons, right? Excellent! Yeah. A great way to start your day, the Cup of Joe Morning Show. Today is, uh, well, first of July, right? I know you know that. But it's a very special day today, International Joke Day. <laughs> Don't roll your eyes at me like that. I've got the best dad jokes in the world. In the absolute world, I have them. (laughs) Okay? And this is, well, it's hard to pick out favorites, but this is one of my favorites. You ready? Pay attention, son. (laughs) My wife is really mad at the fact that I have no sense of direction. So I packed up my stuff and write you got serious thrill <laughs> issues, dude. Waking up with a cup of Joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped
0: drinking the coffee. i stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words, putting into sentence, doing.
1: The sound of life. I am Joe, and I'm telling you right now that uh, there's some things, I get that. There's some things that you just can't comprehend, like eternity. Your mind can't comprehend that. What heaven will be like. God's love for you in the fact that... It, if you were the only one, and when he was on that cross, that you were on his mind. That just absolutely blows my mind. Yes, Capitol Joe, Morning Show Hotline. Who's this?
0: Hi, Joe. Um, this is Laura Davenport. Hey, Laura. What's up? I'm calling to tell you about uh, the Tri-State Christian Family Christian Center in Port Jervis, New York on July 10th at 10 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. We're having Anson Thomas, A-N-S-O-N, Anson Thomas, come and speak to help stop human trafficking. He released a movie called Pledge to Protect, to to share his life and stuff, and he he has rescued over 800 women and children from the red light districts of India. Again, it's at 100th Faith Court, Port Jervis, New York, on July 10th at 10 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. The phone number to the Tri-State Family Christian Center in Port Jervis is 845 seven seven five seven
1: two seven six wow that's something thanks laura hope
0: to see you all there and let's help out human trafficking boy
1: i tell you it's going to be amazing i posted a video of anson thomas uh not all that long video you watch it you know get an idea of what he's like he's uh pretty amazing he's a character okay uh and an incredible thing that he is doing And, boy, that'd be really worth hearing. Now, that, again, is Sunday, July 10th at the Tri-State Christian Center there north of Port Jervis. And uh, 10 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. That's on Sunday. The regular meeting time's there at 10. Anson Thomas. Uh, rescue children there from India pretty cool and when i posted the, the video of him on the Cup of Joe morning show facebook page i put the uh, phone number there for the tri-state christian center very right? pretty cool thing going on there yeah the sound of life i am joe and uh, well today 1st of july welcome that's what we're celebrating right <laughs> july 1st and it also happens to be, believe it or not, International Joke Day today. Yes, indeed it. And so I'm doing dad jokes, the best dad jokes in the absolute free world. And it's amazing, Incredible. That's just the saying I thought of. And so um, if uh, you're ready, gather around, quiet everybody, listen up. Here we go. Dad joke could be the dad joke of the year. Why couldn't the bicycle stand up by itself? It was too tired. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. Happy July. Everybody's like, is July already? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It was darker today than it was yesterday. The sun is... No, I'm just teasing. Just teasing a little bit. That's not really a good dad joke. Today is uh, joke day, and I was doing dad jokes, kind of wondering what you're doing on the 4th of July. It's kind of what I was wondering what you were doing there on the 4th of July. Yes, Paul, got any plans for the 4th of July? The 4th of July, we're probably going to be in the house, holding the dog while he freaks
0: out, listening to...
1: Fireworks Fourth of July celebration. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I know about the dog thing. So you got fireworks in the neighborhood? You know, uh, this neighborhood, there's fireworks, there's people shooting guns, there's all kinds of stuff going on around there. We should say that Paul has moved to North Carolina. Maybe a little <laughs> bit too rules, North Carolina. I don't know, but you know, you- rules are a little different down here. <laughs> well, they say to give the dog a treat or something. What with our dog?